0: So, first of all, we're going to start off with a little bit of history about Aragon. For those of you who uh, are not familiar with it, Aragon uh, began back in the 80s with a a product called the uh, Aragon 4004, and that was a two-channel power amplifier. It was a design that was originally contracted with Andy Agostino, um, and it was designed by him for Mondial Designs in New York, which was a, a new company back in around 86 or so, and uh, they had the uh, they had the proposition of making high end uh, high performance products and trying to break the price barrier a little bit. I mean, at the time, high end products were extremely expensive, extremely pricey, and uh, they felt that there was a way to make them a little bit more affordable uh, and yet retain the performance. And so that was their their concept: high value, and so. Subsequent uh, Aragon amps, uh, as the company moved on, were designed by a fellow named Mike Kuziak. I wanted to give him a call out as well, um, since he had most of the history and most of the designs uh, prior uh, or after Dan uh, were from Mike. Uh, It was very well reviewed, these products back in the early 80s. They were 80% of the Krell for 20% of the price, according to one reviewer. In fact, they said, later in the article, even even 90%. Uh, So very high praise uh, for this new brand at the time. And that was in Stereophile Magazine uh, back then. These were always made in America and that continues to this day. So uh, Mondial Designs was originally based in New York um, and they had a factory out there. They had a factory that was making circuit boards that was also making boards for medical and military devices. And so a lot of the products and the boards were designed with a mil-spec uh, characteristics meaning that it was tight tolerances and high reliability and that continues today the way we're doing it as we'll discuss shortly in uh, 1993 Mondial Designs introduced the accurus brand and at the time if you recall that that era that would have been the time when there were the adcoms and the NADs and others that were trying to create Uh, high performance at a more affordable price, somewhere between the high end stuff that existed at the time and the the lesser expensive uh, Asian brands. Uh, So there was no middle ground back then and that's where Acuras came from. That was the early nineties. The first product was the A250, um, but you can see that the Acuras entire brand lineage comes out of the Aragon history originally. Then in 2001, Klipsch purchased the brands, and their idea was to basically use these brands as companion electronics for their heritage and their custom-installed products. And they did that for several years, uh, introduced a number of models in the Aragon brand, uh, but then they kind of put it on pause around 2006. A few years later, Indie Audio Labs, our company, uh, bought bought the brands from Klipsch, so Aragon and Acuras. Uh, were purchased back around 2009. And the original technology platform, we often get asked, is the Aragon of today uh, anywhere close to what the Aragon back then was? And the answer is absolutely it is. Uh, In fact, we use some of the same suppliers for power supply components, such as the transformers and uh, power supply capacitors. Uh, Some of the main, main components in those units are still purchased from the same sources that were used back then. The difference today is that uh, we've updated these products for modern connectivity, control, and even increased some of the power output specs. So the Aragon lineup uh, is pretty simple. Uh, It's a limited lineup today, um, but I'll mention that this is gonna be expanding quite a bit in the next year. Uh, We've got a number of uh, designs that are underway uh, in engineering and uh, we'll be able to talk about those in the months to come. But for now, the the lineup is a great set of amplifiers um, that are used in uh, theaters and two channel listening around the world. So let me get into that. So the top one in the stack here, you can see the dual monoblock, which is a 200 watt per channel. It's called the 8008 and it retails at 9,000 in the US. And so it's stacked up on top of uh, its other uh, cousins, so to speak. Uh, And these are the 400 watt monoblocks called the Iridium. So on the middle there, that is the left hand Iridium. So you can see that the heat sink notch, that V shape, um, that's where the heat's dissipated for the amps. And that V shape uh, on the 8008 is on the right hand side. On the uh, 400 watt monoblock, the Iridium, on the left hand version, it's on the left hand side. And then we have a right hand version as well. And so those monoblocks retailed at just under 10000 uh, a piece, uh, which for a 400 watt class AB monoblock uh, of this performance is actually a bargain. Um, if you've looked around the show, there's some other pretty well-known brands that have got um, you know, monoblocks at twice that price and about the same performance. So uh, great value, super high performance. Uh, that's the lineup as it exists today. So let's get into it in a little bit more detail. But before we do that, let's just talk about applications. Uh, obviously, residential two-channel and a reference system, a high-level system that uses some of the world-class speakers um, that require difficult, um, you know, that, that are difficult load and they require an amp that's capable in order to drive. This is a perfect matchup. So, um, so that's obviously the, the primary application. But there's others as well. More recently, we've seen these used quite a bit in high-power residential cinema. Um, This is a kind of a uh, no-holds-barred multi-channel cinema. could be immersive, uh, and uh, a great uh, application, for example, is to use Iridium monoblocks across the LCR channels where you need extra power. Uh, You might also choose to use the Iridium monoblocks with passive subs, for example. Um, We've seen that along with 8,008s, the 8,008s can be used in some of the audio bed or overhead speaker pairs. So that's a pretty powerful, pretty capable, uh, immersive cinema amplification scheme. And uh, there are definitely some uh, appropriate speakers for cinema that would love this kind of power behind them. And we've seen a few uh, theaters done that way. In fact, If you look at our landing page uh, for Aragon at the booth uh, for the Virtual Expo, there's a picture that shows a uh, sort of a Star Wars themed cinema, and that's actually based on uh, these Aragon amps. Another application that we see and we've seen for many years is professional studio monitoring. Um, These amps have found their way into Nashville, into Los Angeles, into New York, into some pretty top level studios. Uh, Japan. I'm thinking about some other stuff, um, and they're used as reference systems either for audio mastering or for video production. Um, we've we've got Aragon amps from both the old generation and the new generation in these applications. They're fanless, which makes them great to go into a control room. Uh, they don't interfere with the environment acoustically, and uh, and of course they're going to drive uh, you know monitor speakers to their best potential. So those are some of the primary applications for our our reference level, our flagship Aragon lineup. So let's get into the 8008 a little bit more deeply. So it's a beautiful piece. This is our iconic power amp. It it has a lot of cosmetic similarity to the old ones back even in the Mondial days with that V-cut heat sink. 200 watts, uh, two channels, eight ohms. Uh, they do double down into four ohms. They'll put out four hundred watts, uh, both channels driven. Massive transformers and a massive power supply are obviously some some of the key to success on these amps. Um, but, you know, barely enough room in the chassis to house all this stuff, um, but it's it's really uh, it makes use of every bit of of those transformers and those caps that are in there. Two channel or home cinema applications, as we talked about fully controllable via 12-volt trigger RS-232 or IP. This is actually a fairly new feature for these for this modern generation of amps that we've updated. Uh, the Mondial versions did not have any of this type of control. They didn't have any power standby modes, anything like that. Uh, this is just sort of a, a must-have in today's environment and today's theater environment, um, either two-channel or theater, especially if you've got a control system controlling a, a media room or something like that. And then um, like the old days, however, these are high bias class AB. So these are running basically class A at at low power range. If you think about, um, you know, running, say, less than about 60 watts, uh, these things are running a class A mode. They're putting off a little bit of heat, uh, but they're negligible distortion. Both polarities of the output transistors are biased on. And so the result is just an amazing image uh, in terms of a stereo image that's dimensional, that's got depth to it. Um, So very detailed amps, um, very, very much enjoyable and very transparent. Uh, They're uh, here. We like to show them in silver because that's, that's, I think one of the most, you know, wow factor colors, but they are available also in a black finish, which we'll show you later on some examples of black. Um, and we talked about MSRP just under 9,000. Here's a cool shot of the rear view uh, of the 8,008. You can see some of the connectivity. You can see that it's got dual uh, five-way binding posts for each channel, each speaker. Um, they accept spades on the top and bottom. They uh, can be uh, accepting uh, you know, bananas or multiple options, obviously. And uh, they are... Uh, connected internally, they're shorted together for BIWIRE applications. So if you want to run a set of wires to the highs, a set of wires to the lows separately, um, you can do that uh, built into the amp. Um, you can see RCA inputs right above that, but and then just slightly off the view of this particular shot, there's also the XLRs. So it has both XLR and RCA inputs on here uh, for both those channels. And then, if you look to the far right, um, it's a little bit blurry in this in this artsy shot, but you can see there's uh, network connections as well. Besides the power input, you've got uh, RS232, DB9, as well as an Ethernet connection. Here's a close-up uh, just to give you an idea of what kind of detail and what kind of fit and finish. Uh, these amps are built with. This is a a front panel of an 8008. You can see that it's this billet aluminum, uh, almost five-eighths, three-quarters of an inch thick. It's very thick in the front panel. Um, It's got this machined logo. You can see the the grained uh, center portion with bead blasting that appears on top and bottom. Uh, It's not an easy panel to make. Uh, but it's something that just gives it an amazing uh, look to it and it just it's really it's something that is deserving of the kind of performance that you get about it get with it from an audio perspective the uh, the mechanicals don't disappoint to go with that so let's talk about now the dual monoblock or the monoblocks the the two of them the left hand iridium and the right hand iridium uh, in this case, we've actually got them switched around just to be confusing. <laughs> There's a, a right-hander on the left side and a left-hander on, on the right side. Obviously, you can do whatever, whatever you want aesthetically, whatever it looks good. Um, 400 watts into 8 ohms and into 2 ohms. These things will put out 1,000 watts. They're just crazy powerful. Um, these are high bias class AB, just like the other amps that we were talking about. Massive single power transformer inside, big toroid. Uh, we actually increased the the size of this toroid relative to the original palladium by about 20%. So we're getting a, a lot more power output um, just from that little change. Um, but, you know, again, constantly trying to improve these designs from the original. Fully controllable like the 8008, um, they've got that control system that allows 12 volt trigger, RS-232 or IP control. And again, application-wise, um, not only two channel, but also home cinema applications. And these are available in silver or black finish, like I mentioned before, at just under 10,000 each. So for some of the model blocks that these compete with, uh, you can get two for the price of one uh, if you look around the market right now. Here's a nice cosmetic shot of the Iridium. And uh, this particular one is a left-hand Iridium. You can see that that heat sink on the left. Um, You can see the flush mount fasteners on the top panel on either side of the heat sink and uh, just a very clean uh, beautiful looking amplifier and beautiful sounding here's another uh, another shot that shows the black Uh, so this is the iridiums in black Um, this is from one of our customers and one of their uh, showrooms so that's that's a nice looking shot showing those and here again you see the iridiums in black this is a showroom. I believe it's in uh, Singapore. I'm not certain about that, but I believe it's from Singapore. But they're driving. It appears to be some some Dyne Audios, um, and I'm sure those are going to be sounding very well with those uh, Iridiums driving them. Here's a here's a close-up shot that gives you an idea of the uh, the output uh, section of our channel cards in these Aragons. So. Uh, you can see the quality of the circuit board, you can see some of the surface mount control technology that we've added to these. But if you look to the right-hand side, you can see those output drive chips, um, You know those transistors. Um, if you looked at a, an Aragon from the, the late 80s, early 90s, they would look pretty much identical on that right-hand side. It's a very similar output stage not 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 a lot of reason to change it it's been reliable for years and years and so we've adapted the the best of the best the reliable uh output and performance audio wise and added to it some uh, some modern control and all that stuff uh, here this photo is taken in our production environment but you can see it's sitting on top of the the solid piece of aluminum that the uh, heat sink is fabricated out of so it's a, it's a very expensive, but it's a very uh, effective way to dissipate that heat uh, right from the output transistors into the into the chassis of the unit. So, and then finally uh, another manufacturing shot, just showing some Aragons in various stages of being built. Uh, we like building batches of those, obviously, and and when you get a an order for say some theater amps, uh, you get a mix like you see here. You've got some eight thousand eights and some some iridiums being put together uh, to fulfill an order. Um, so that's that's a, an overview. Obviously, there's just two SKUs or two models, the iridiums and the 8008s as of now. Um, I can tell you that there's some exciting products coming in the next uh, months ahead uh, that are underway in engineering, and that's going to add some preamp capabilities. So stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to be excited to talk about that in the months ahead. So uh, thanks again for coming, and we hope that you uh, consider Aragon for your next project. Take care.